Hey everyone, I'm Tangia Renee, your host, and I'm tickled silly to bring you season two of That's What She Did, a podcast about women leaders, innovators, and rebels you've probably never heard of. I'm bringing you stories about remarkable warrior women, rabble rousers, fearless truth tellers, empire builders, and so much more. This season, shaking things up a bit and bringing you a new co-host for each episode. That means each week you get to hear directly from a woman of impact and learn all about her badassery that she's creating in the world while we gab about current events or whatever's on our minds. And of course, we'll be highlighting the stories of incredible women from all over the world that will inspire you on your journey. You don't want to miss this because when you bring together lady bosses to talk about other lady bosses, and maybe throw in a drink or two, well, anything could happen. Thanks for joining us, and don't forget to subscribe to That's What She Did, the podcast. Smooches! Welcome, welcome to another episode of That's What She Did podcast. I am so excited today to have the Cassandra Vaughn on the episode, longtime friend, uh, sister in the gym, fit sisters, and I just all around love her. So please help me in welcoming Cassandra Vaughn. She is a leadership transformation expert, author, and creator of She Runs the Show podcast, which you should check out and will be linked in the show notes for this episode today. Welcome, Cassandra. How are you? That intro brought me so much joy. I just can't <laughs> even talk about it. That was, that was, that was the bomb.com. I am doing amazing. How are you? I'm pretty good. I mean, aside from my voice being a little raspy, we're just going to go with it. I'm I'm not sick, everyone. I just was competing in dragon boat racing over the weekend and lost my voice because I'm loud AF. Call <laughs> oh, badass. badass. And, and bossy and telling everybody what to do. And I lost my voice. So today I'm I'm rocking the sexy raspy sounds <laughs> yes like kathleen turner in uh what jewel of the nile yeah yes or jessica rabbit that's right <laughs> <laughs> all right cassandra so i'm so happy to have you here and i know you have you know important things happening you're you're a transformational coach for leaders you're an author like can we just talk about the books like how many books do you have under your belt at this point <laughs> i think i think pro- approximately 15 or so i think there's 15 or so and there's you know one of my goals has always been to write 52 in a year now that's not going to happen this oh my year God. i really want to get to a place where i can do 52 produce 52 because i have so much to say and there is so much that needs to be said in the world especially to women um that i love to write and i love to say what needs to be said I agree, but you are like insane with the amount of content that you can create. Like, ladies, I am telling you, this woman puts out an exceptional amount of really high quality content in forms of books, in forms of social media, webinars, like live broadcasts online. And I'm just always like, 
I don't know how she does it. I don't know. I'm not that good. <laughs> you know what it is? I'm talking to myself. So half the time I'm like, I need to have a get it together talk to myself. I might as well put it on video. I might as well put it on podcast. Get your stuff together. So if this applies to you, just know I'm talking to me too. Right. And, and that's partially why you created She Runs the Show podcast, right? So tell us a little bit about She Runs the Show. Yeah, She Runs the Show, you know, it's, it's been at least two years at this point. And, and, and just to all of those women entrepreneurs out there, if you're listening or thinking about starting a business, it is taking two years for it to just take off a little. So let me just say, there's a lot of uh, time and hard work that goes into anything. But I created She Runs the Show because prior to that, I had been a women breadwinners coach. I'd been a pre-divorce strategist. I'd worked predominantly with women wanting to start businesses or building businesses. And I saw that there was this whole belief thing about if I build a successful business, then I'm going to lose all my relationships. If I have great relationships, and I'm a great mom, a great wife, a great partner, great whatever, then I'm, I'm not going to be able to have time to build a successful business. I saw this either or thing going on with a lot of the people that I was coaching and training. And what I realized was there needed to be a voice and a platform out in the world that says, no, you do not have to rob Peter to pay Paul. No, your successful business is not going to cost you your family and your family is not going to cost you your successful business. There is a way for you to create a business that thrives while you have relationships that rock and it's not easy, but it can be done. And that is the mission of She Runs the Show. Absolutely. I love that. And, you know, I, as you know, I work with a lot of women as well in my own business and same, same, although I may be supporting women in their health and building their self-confidence and sometimes their businesses, you know, it's, it's across the board. I experience the same thing with them and, you know, I've experienced it as well. I'm sure that you have, but there's just like incredible pressure to be all things to all people and it's hard not to feel overwhelmed by it all. <laughs> it, it is. And here's the thing. Here's, here's the truth. There will be lots of pressure from people, even in your inner circle, to be all things to all people. And there will be a lot of people who will try to, you know, put their limiting beliefs on you. I, you know, I remember being in my 20s and my ex-husband said to me, he said, well, how are you going to do that and be a mother? How are you going to do that and go be an actress? And how are you going to do that? You can't deal with it. You know, so I'm not saying that the pressures aren't real or the beliefs and opinions of other people about what you should and should not be doing aren't real. They're very real, which makes this journey challenging. But what is true at the end of the day is, I love how you say your body, your rules. My thing is your business, your rules. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, up to you decide what you're going to believe and what is true for you. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Like definitely pushing women to have more agency over their lives, over their bodies, over their business businesses, I think is, that's a message that needs to be shared more. Absolutely. And I don't think, and especially, you know, the one thing that I, as I get older, I start to think about is I want girls to have a level of power and badassness Mm -hmm. that I didn't have when I was 10, that I didn't have when I was 15. And it's only going to happen if they have examples of women who are doing that, living that, being that, and who are giving them permission to do the same at a much younger age. Oh yeah, absolutely agree. I think we're we're starting to get there, but there's still so much work to be done. Yes, so much. <laughs> and, and and literally, I think in some ways, 
um, we're still raising girls in an environment where they feel like they have to please other people before they can please themselves. Mm-hmm. And so for me, she runs the show is all about the fact that you run your show. Don't let anybody run your show. Yeah. Oh God. I love that. You know, I do. You know me. <laughs> I know you trust me T. you run your show. <laughs> <laughs> I try, I try. So Cassandra, where can people listen to she runs the show? So they can find She Runs a Show in two places. One is on SoundCloud. So for all of those of you who are not iPhone, you can go to soundcloud.com forward slash She Runs the Show and you can check out all the episodes. I think we're at episode 150 or 51 at this point. For iTunes and iPhone users, you can go to tinyurl.com forward slash She Runs the Show podcast. For whatever reason in iTunes, it's a little hard to find She Runs the Show. So if I send people to tinyurl.com, forward slash she runs the show podcast it takes you right to the podcast on itunes yes but once you are subscribed um, via that link it will show up in your itunes um podcast catcher so because i'm subscribed there awesome so you should be good cool (laughs) all right so you are out here doing something really cool that i wanted to make sure and bring to the that's what she did audience um, because I'm excited for you. I know that it's going to be impactful. I know that you've been really working hard on this. So I want to have you talk about the inner badass intensive. Absolutely. So (laughs) the name makes me happy. Um, So this has been a journey for me and I think it's a journey for everybody to figure out what is the thing that is keeping me from being my most powerful self. And over the years of coaching so many clients, I used to think it was they didn't know what to do to get to make a dream happen. And then I realized, no, it's not that they don't know what to do because we would design action and they'd still not do it. Then I said, okay, it's gotta be the fear because what kept coming up and what kept preventing people that I coached from taking action was the fear, the fear of failure, the fear of success, the fear of abandonment or resentment or any of those things. And so that's when I started writing eBooks. I wrote a ton of eBooks about fear. And then I started to realize as I looked at my own self-development, my own inner leadership and my own inner work, that it's not simply fear or self-doubt or any sort of limiting belief. At the end of the day, the success of any goal, the success of any dream will be based on one thing, your level of self-belief. And self-belief is not the same as Mm self-confidence. So the creation of the Inner Badass Intensive really came from this desire to teach people how to fire their inner critic, find their inner badass, and finally build their business. And the whole eight-week mastermind coaching program is designed to do the deep work of helping you raise the bar on your level of self-belief and activate that inner badass so it is your inner badass that's running the show. It is not your inner critic. So I think you said something really poignant that needs further discussion. So you said there's a difference between self-belief and self-confidence. I agree with you 100%. So can you explain that a little bit more for our our listeners? Absolutely. I think lots of people think self-confidence is something that they have to have before they take the action. It's something that they have to have before they do the thing or become who they want to become. The reality is self-confidence is something you develop with action and practice and experience. And it is developed (laughs) along the way. So if you're waiting to do any of the major milestones of your life for self-confidence to arrive, you are missing the boat because it comes on the journey as you get there. Self-belief is different. Self-belief is the foundational thing you need to start 
the journey. It is the belief without the need for evidence or proof or history that I can, I will, and I must do what I say I'm going to do. It is a faith in yourself that transcends all self-confidence and that actually even as a mustard seed of self-belief has to be in place before you even begin the journey for you to end up where you want to end up on the journey. Yes, absolutely. Um, just before we started recording this episode, you and I were having kind of a brief conversation about TEDx. Yes. <laughs> and how <laughs> I mean, how I submitted an application this year for TEDx here in Denver, and I think that it's really poignant because it's absolutely the difference between self belief and self confidence. Um, it, those of you that follow me on Instagram and, and saw the post about me submitting to TEDx, I got a lot of comments about that, a lot of DMs about it being like, oh, I'm sure you're going to do great. Like, we love your show, da, 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 da. And, that, and all of that is helpful. But most people don't know that for years I've wanted to submit. A year ago, I thought about submitting, but I didn't have enough confidence to do it, which didn't have anything to do with my self-belief. And this year I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. But it took me a week to actually push myself into action to do it. And I submitted it on the deadline dates. Like I waited till the last minute, like an hour before it was due to, to press the submit button. And I, I realized that in talking with my own clients, we come up against this question a lot about the difference between self-belief, the difference of self-confidence, and the way that tends to play out for me, just as an example, is like, I believe in myself. I will bet on me. Yes. You know, when I'm doing something, I believe that I can do it. Otherwise, I wouldn't do it. Um, there's a reason why most of my life I've only really played and only really liked sports that are not team sports because I don't want to rely on anybody else. Hello. I want to rely on me. If I'm going to lose, I want to lose in my own control. Yes. <laughs> you know? So I believe in myself. Like if I, you know, if, if I am going to go out for something, I wouldn't go out for it if I didn't believe that I could do it. That's different distinctly from confidence. Just because I believe in myself enough to do an application for TEDx doesn't mean I have the confidence to hit submit. They're different things. They're connected, but they're not the same. Yes. And confidence, you're right, has to do with the action. Confidence is built through action. So because I had never submitted to TEDx before, I know that it's a highly competitive process. I know that those slots are highly sought after. They are very coveted. Until I actually did it, I wasn't going to have the confidence to do it. Exactly. Didn't mean that I didn't believe it. Boom. Different things. So I wanted to make that clear because I think there's a lot of confusion about it. There's a ton of confusion. And I think so many people are waiting to take the action because they're waiting for the self-confidence when all they need to start is the self-belief. And in fact, the self-belief is the most powerful thing because confidence, because it's generated through action, when you fail, when you lose, your confidence takes a hit. Your self-belief doesn't have to. Yes. And so you always have to lean back into self-belief in the hard moments because self-belief is, is eternal because it's not built on what you see or what you saw. It's built on what you know. And there's a difference. Yes, absolutely. You know, you should be doing a TED Talk on that. I'm, I'm, <laughs> see, 
you know what? You want to hear something so funny? I saw your, your video on there and I thought, I did not click submit on the Salt Lake City TEDx <laughs> this year. So I guess my butt needs to get in gear for next year because I did not have the confidence to do the work and click submit. So yes, it, that, that time is coming. All right. I'm going to hold you to that. I know you will. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so great. Um, I'm so excited to see that you're going to be teaching that. And I want to make sure that everybody really understands what an opportunity it is to develop that self-belief muscle. Um, because it's one of those things that you're not taught. It's one of those things that isn't talked about. There isn't a place that you could go that's like, you need to learn how to believe in yourself. And what does that really mean in the context of your entire life? Well, and, and one thing to add to that, I think is so important to distinguish. Sometimes we think that we have a higher level of self-belief than we actually have because we were raised. My mother was very much a cheerleader, right? So my mother was like, you're the best, you're number one, you could do whatever you want. It was always that conversation in my head. But as I got older, I realized that if I didn't have that cheerleader, I didn't have self-belief. And so sometimes we think we have self-belief because other people are giving it to us in the form of validation and affirmation, but self-belief exists when it's true and it's real outside of anything and anyone and what they say or don't say to you. So if you need somebody else to clap for you to feel like you can win, that's not self-belief in its truest form. Mm, such a good point. Yeah, you're right. It's not about external validation. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell us a little bit about how the Inner Badass Intensive is going to help a participant along this path. Uh, you know, so, so really, first of all, it's deep work for eight solid weeks. And eight weeks doesn't seem like a long time until you're doing deep work and you're trying to face yourself. <laughs> and, and so there's a, a combination of video training, audio training, but live group coaching calls every single week, live open office hours every single week, and you get an accountability partner. So I'm a firm believer that one person should not be your source of accountability. You should have multiple sources of accountability. So one of the powerful things about the, this program is that not only are we going to invite your fear over for dinner, deal with your anxieties, get real about what you're believing on the inside, and help you develop that level of faith in you that transcends the current temporary circumstances of your life, but you're going to have an accountability partner in the form of me who's going to hold your feet to the fire, and you're going to have somebody who's going through the program with you to help hold the space for your inner badassness so that you can, when you're falling, when you feel like, okay, I, I want to retreat, you got somebody who's calling your higher self forward. So I think the power of that community and that level of accountability is something that most people don't have in their lives. Yeah, agreed. Now you said something else um, that I think is important to highlight here. You said invite your fear to dinner. Now I know that you are an expert on the topic of fear. It's something that you've studied extensively and written on extensively. What are some ways that fear <clears throat> is stumbling block why do you need to invite it to dinner well because fear can either be an engine or a brake so in your life fear can either be the thing that keeps you stuck or it can be the thing that propels you forward and it's all in the way you see it and use it and so my question to myself anytime fear comes up and it comes up all the time every day and let me just say that most people want to eradicate fear when I say invite your fear over for dinner there is no eradicating fear let's just and it's a normal natural thing so we're not trying to 
be fearless. I'm not a big believer in that. We're not trying to eradicate fear. We want to transform fear into fuel. And so when my fears show up, I say, okay, come on and sit down at the table. Because you know, when you have a teenager and somebody wants to take them on a first date, you invite them over for dinner. You sit them at the table so you can look them in the eye and say, what are you really about? So when my fears show up, I say, well, what is this really about? Is this really about, you know, I'm afraid of what somebody's going to say? What's deeper than that? And so you go into the questioning of why. So what is this fear coming to teach me? And then you go, but why? And if you keep asking that why question and you go about five to seven levels deep, you're going to get to the real thing that fear has come to teach you. And once fear becomes a teacher, now it becomes fuel. And even as it pops up in different ways and in your head and your inner critic starts raging, I've just learned to say to fear, until I have time to sit it down for dinner, I've learned to say S-D-A-S-U, which means sit down and shut up. <laughs> Meaning, my fear can be in the car with me, but it's not going to be in the driver's seat. It's going to sit down and shut up in the back seat until we can have a dinner meeting and I can get to the bottom of what it's here to teach me. Absolutely. I love that. <laughs> SDAC, you sit down and shut up. You tell everybody to talk. Simple, clear, direct. Yes. <laughs> All right. So tell everybody how they can learn more about the Inner Badass Intensive and connect with you. So with the Inner Badass Intensive, and even with me, you can go to CassandraVaughn.com. And if you go to CassandraVaughn.com forward slash apply, you can watch the fear to action training that I do for everybody who's going to apply to be in the Inner Badass Intensive. So you do need to apply. We do need to do a call, a breakthrough call, and make sure that this is the right program for you, that I'm the right coach for you, that you're ready for the deep work that this is going to require. So if you go to CassandraVaughn.com forward slash apply, you can watch the free training there. You can fill out the application and you can schedule the call with me. Nice. Keeping it simple for everyone. Yeah, hello. I love that. <laughs> and what about social media? Where can they check you out on social media? So you can, I'm one of the most Googleable people you're ever going to meet. So it's if you Google, true. <laughs> it's, if you Google Vermont, it just all comes up. The number of people who say, I Googled you, it's amazing. So you can find me on Instagram. It's probably one of the best places at the Cassandra Vaughn is going to be Instagram. And then Facebook, you can follow me. Uh, my Facebook page is Cassandra Vaughn MBA. Uh, MBA for Masters of Business Administration. And then you can also join our private free community for Fire Your Inner Critic, Find Your Inner Badass, and Finally Build Your Business, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Fire Your Inner Critic. Perfect. Love it, love it, love it. If you are struggling with inner critic, if you're trying to be more badass in your life and show up for yourself, if you need a transformation, hey, if you want to learn about writing books, you should probably just read out <laughs> to Cassandra because she knows what she's doing. <laughs> yes. And writing, I just did a, an Instagram video the, the other day that's called write the damn book. That, that's <laughs> the title of that last video, write the damn book. Yes. Yes. I know you. And you've been telling me that exact phrase for a while. And I'm just like, but podcasting is so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> right. But you know what I'm telling myself in the same time? Get all your books on Audible. That's my latest. Yes. Way. Get yes. all your books on Audible. People love Audible. Get them on Audible. Well, and I was thinking about this the other day for someone like me who's a mildly dyslexic, like not bad enough that it's been a huge stumbling block for me. But it does take me a little bit longer to write than, than you. <laughs> for example. And I'm just like, can somebody invent a service where you can just turn all of my podcast episodes into a book? Oh, it's already out there. Hire somebody on Fiverr. Hello. 
Can they do that? Oh, hell yeah. People do it all the time. Okay. You get somebody I mean, on Fiverr, put all of it together, edit it, put it in a book, boom, done. See, this is why I like talking to you. You know more <laughs> things than me. <laughs> like, I'm gonna write that down, Fiverr. Yes. Also, gonna... lots of my books I speak into existence. So as I'm driving different places, I will record audio and I'll just talk, 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 talk through them. And then I will type them up later. You can hire somebody to type up your, your books once you record the audio. It's easy. See, see everyone see what a resource we're providing here i just learned something new and i'm like i'm gonna go do that i'm gonna figure that out talk it out <laughs> we're gonna talk it out <laughs> i love that all right thank you so much for sharing what you're up to cassandra i always love speaking to you so listeners make sure you check out cassandra vaughn at cassandravon.com and look her up on social she's everywhere highly googleable if that's even a word. Yes. Maybe. <laughs> so, all right. So right now, as you know, we always love to bring the story of a not famous woman of impact. On this show, we talk about women, leaders, innovators, and rebels that you've probably never heard of. And so today, I want to talk a little bit about a woman by the name of Raquel Cespeda. She is a award-winning journalist, cultural activist, podcaster, and filmmaker. Now, she has some, some, you know, audience, some following. She's, I guess, you know, kind of famous in certain circles. She's new to me. And I asked around in my circle and nobody had heard of her. So I wanted to talk about her to share what she's up to. And I think that she's a great resource particularly for women who are mixed race, women of color. Um, she has created some incredible content on um, young women and depression and suicide statistics. So I want to talk a little bit about that today because I think depression and in relation to women of color is not something that we talk a whole lot about. So I want to bring that forward by talking about Raquel Cespeda. So, Miss Raquel, so she was born in Harlem to Dominican parents, and this was the source of her wanting to learn more about her roots. She wrote this book called Bird of Paradise, How I Became Latina, and it's partially a memoir, kind of a coming of age in New York City and Santo Domingo, where her family is originally from. And it's also kind of a detective story where she's chronicling this journey of self-discovery, of uncovering her roots through taking one of these ancestral DNA testing things, which, I mean, those kind of freak me out, but they're, they're like, I get it. <laughs> but she took a DNA test, learned some just, you know, surprising things about her ancestry and decided to go on this journey to dig deep and understand exactly where she came from. So she wrote this book called Bird of Paradise, How I Became Latina. And what it does is it really explores this hyphenated identity as a Latina American living in America today. Um, which for me personally resonates because I'm biracial and I went through my own process of embracing my roots um, and learning about them and sometimes feeling, you know, othered by all groups, just be by 
you know, pure function of being a biracial person. So I can certainly identify. But as she was going through this process of learning about herself, she began to focus on a group of troubled teens, um, which she came to learn about when she visited a suicide prevention center in the Bronx. She was asked to speak there for as part of a career day, didn't really know much about the issue. But when she got there, she met a lot of girls that were as young as the age of 12 who had seriously considered suicide. And she was like, well, what is up with that? So she began to investigate what was happening there. And, you know, through that process, she learned a lot of information about depression and suicide with women of color and particularly with Latina girls. And it was kind of frightening. So a survey conducted by the CDC in 2015 showed that Latina teens have the highest rate of suicide attempts of all adolescent groups in the U.S., and in New York City, it's the second leading cause of death for Latina teens. So she decided, Raquel decided that she was going to do this documentary film and she was going to follow these girls. Um, so what she did is she followed over a five-year period four girls that she met at this program um, as they dug into her roots and did what she did, the taking the DNA test and learning more about their heritage so that they can connect with who they are as individuals. <clears throat> and so she produced this film called Some Girls, and it's about these four girls' journey. And I haven't seen the, the film yet. It's on my list. Um, but it's an award-winning documentary. It was well-received. And she did something, I think, really interesting with it and taking it a step further, and she created a curriculum around the film, which is available on her website for free. So you can go watch the film for free on her website, download the curriculum, go through your own process. And she also has a curriculum that was created for teachers to do with their students. So if you're interested in that, you can go to Raquel Cespeda's website at, I'll just spell it for you. It's D like David, J like John, A-L-I-R-A-N-C-H-E-R.com. And I will link it in our show notes as well so that you have that quick and easy for you. But check out the film. I did get like five minutes to watch a little bit of it, but it's good. It's really interesting, I think, particularly for um, young women of color that are trying to uncover their roots and understand how they relate to their world today through their ancestral heritage. Um, <clears throat> I felt it was important to talk about Raquel and the impact that she's having in the world um, in this way. I think it's a unique way to you know, provide support to women of color that might be struggling with depression, particularly um, Latina teens that we now know have the highest rates of suicide attempts of, of other adolescents their age, which is kind of frightening. So check her out, watch the film, share it with your teacher friends, share it with young teens um, that you might know, and it's all free. You don't have to actually go anywhere. You just need a Wi-Fi connection and you can watch it on your computer at home, just like Netflix. Doesn't get any easier than that. All right. Thank you for joining us. Thank you again, Cassandra. You're welcome. That was awesome. 
it was interesting, right? Yeah, interesting. <laughs> Coming from two Haitian parents on the other side of uh, the Dominican Republic, it's, it's very interesting to see how our heritage and our cultural identity impact us, but also how we can use it to empower us. So that's powerful. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that was the point of this film. And it's just really interesting, you know, when you have parents who, you know, maybe emigrated to the U.S. for, for another place, or if you're, you know, multiracial, like, like myself, your heritage in the larger context of society is pushed back. Um, it's often, it's, sometimes it's frowned upon. You are often put in a space where you have to justify your existence. And yes. so it just adds this whole other layer of things to have to weigh through. And I think in your teen years, that's especially difficult. Um, so I really appreciate Raquel Cespedes, you know, <clears throat> drive to create a film about it to create this deeply personal story around these four young women and share it with the world. So I hope I can do my part in helping to spread the message. That's right. Awesome. Thank you again for joining us. Listeners, as usual, love you so much. Thank you for your time today. Make sure you check out Cassandra Vaughn. Make sure you watch the film. It's called Some Girls, and it's available on the website, which will be linked in the show notes for you. And as usual, you know you like the show, otherwise you wouldn't be listening to it. So share it. Sharing is caring. Head over to iTunes or wherever you're listening to podcasts and make sure you give us a review. Please give us a five-star review and leave notes for us. I want to hear your reviews, whether you loved it or there's something that you didn't like. Trust me, I can handle it. Let a girl know. <laughs> All right. We're going to take off. Have a lovely, lovely week. And we will check back in with you soon. Bye.